0: Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, my day just got better, and your day is about to get better. Nothing is better than when we have Rabbi Avrami Zippel on the program. And today we get to have him in studio, which is uh, just truly a a delight. Uh, Rabbi, thanks for joining us today.
1: Well, thanks for having me. And sitting across from you just enhances this experience to the next level. So,
0: an honor to be here, boy. Thanks. Uh, It is fantastic. And, uh, you know, this is a season of light uh, in so many different ways. Uh, We know Hanukkah is beginning this coming Sunday. Uh, Just give us a a sense of the community and uh, what you're looking forward to on Sunday and then kind of lead us through. What does this all mean? How does this all play out? Well, it it definitely is the most wonderful
1: time of the year and and it is always special when Hanukkah overlaps with the other winter holidays. And I think we can all kind of share in that festivity and and the general sense of love and and just togetherness and community around the holidays. So Hanukkah will begin this Sunday night, December 18th. Uh, we'll be welcoming in the holiday here in Utah, as we have every year since 2007 with the menorah lighting at the state capitol rotunda. Yeah. Uh, the lieutenant governor is coming out this year to light the first candle with other community leaders and dignitaries in what's become an annual tradition and what's become, in a certain sense, almost an equally important annual tradition. Thursday night, we will be lighting the menorah maybe 900 feet from here yeah. at the <laughs> arena. Uh, the Utah Jazz have never lost a game in front of the menorah. Uh, they are 5-0. and oh, in front of the menorah, Ryan Smith and I are in contract negotiations <laughs> to maybe have the menorah at every home game. We'll see where that goes. But we light the menorah the first night at the Capitol at the jazz game. We're lighting every night at a Brabant Hall right around the corner. I just got a picture this morning. There's a menorah up at the airport. We partnered with the, uh, with the oh, Salt Lake City wonderful. Airport. There are so many menorahs up in town, and, and we're adding light, right? Which is the I central idea of Hanukkah. It's about increasing in light every single night. You know, we'll light one candle the first night, and we'll have a great time doing that. And not 24 hours later, we'll be adding another candle can. the next day and the next day and the next day. And I think the idea is increasing in light, increasing in positivity, increasing in goodness, which I think is something we can all appreciate and relate to this time of year.
0: Yeah, everyone everyone needs to lean in uh, to this. Uh, I, I want you to share with our, our listeners uh, that, that middle candle, the shamash, the, the helper candle. Uh, to me, that's not just... Uh, Being a light, that's that's sparking light in a very different way.
1: I love the way you bring that up. And so for me, anytime um, someone sees the menorah for the first time and we talk about the eight-branch candle labyrinth, especially folks in the media will come to an event, they'll be like, Rabbi – I think you may have a problem. It looks to me like your menorah's got nine branches, not eight. I'm not sure if you bought a faulty one in store. And so we do have the eight-branch candelabra, and either in the middle or in the side, there's varying customs, and they're all good. Mm. You have the shamash, you have the server candle, whose job it is to kindle all of the other candles. And I think what's most powerful about the shamash is, as is the case in most menorahs, that shamash is raised and elevated Mm. a little bit above all of the other eight, really signifying that when we help someone else, when we're of service to someone else, when we bring light to somebody else, whether consciously or subconsciously, it gives us the ability to lift ourselves up yeah. a little bit. And I think Hanukkah is one of the times of year where we're mindful of the reality that that being of service to somebody else so many more times ends up being more beneficial
0: for us yeah. than for the folks that we're helping out. Oh, so important. Uh, I love the quote from Albert Schweitzer. Uh, he says that there's some point in everyone's life where that inner flame Dies down or goes out, and then it bursts into flame when it comes in contact with another human being. And he said that we all should be grateful uh, for those light kindlers. Uh, who help us get that flame back. And, and as you said, it's not just uh, that we help someone else. They help us. And, uh, of course, it's it's kind of the uh, – uh, we'll go Scottish for just a moment because that's my heritage. Uh, it, it's thee lift me and I'll lift thee and together we'll ascend. You know, and I, I was coming, came in here a little earlier and
1: heard you wrapping up your earlier conversation. I think that w- with so many folks struggling this time of year and in mm-hmm. society, where in one of the powerful ideas of Hanukkah is that – we talk about in the narrative quite a bit how after the temple had been desecrated and ransacked, they went in there and they cleaned it up and they needed to find that one teeny tiny small cruise of oil that was still intact with yeah. the seal of the high priest. And they did. And that's the miracle that we celebrate. And I think for so many folks who, who, for lack of a better term, find so much wreckage in in their own lives and feel like they're living in the middle of all of that. And that's all they can sense and all they can feel and all they can see for so far. And that's really all the eye can capture knowing and remembering that there exists inside each and every one of them that small cruise of oil that is intact and that can never be desecrated. And all they need to do is find that and light it a flame and watch it burn. I, I think it's a, it's a powerful message this time of year.
2: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our newsfeeds.
0: Uh, so important. And uh, I love that metaphor and that, that visual. What else should we be thinking about as we go through Hanukkah? What are some of the other uh, messages and meanings? I, I know so much is centered in, in family and in gathering there, uh, especially coming out of the pandemic, that ability to gather, uh, I think is how a lot of that light uh, gets transferred and those souls get ignited. Uh, you know, we, we were
1: talking a little bit off here. What we love about Hanukkah is that it's the most central time of year for us to engage in that sort of outreach and publicity. Mm. Hanukkah is the most public holiday that we celebrate yeah. all year long. And for me, we'll be doing this starting on Sunday for, for eight days <laughs> yeah. in a row. The random folks you bump into in town who, you know, are not necessarily of the Jewish faith, but they see a menorah and they, and they see some of the imagery. And starting last year, I, I have a menorah that goes on top of my car and kind of flashes in the dark. <laughs> And the amount of people who will pull up to me at a red light and just roll down the window and be like, you know what? That is, that is the single best thing I've seen all day. <laughs> I love and, that. And just drive off with a smile. <laughs> I think when we, when we talk about the value and the, and the love that we can bring to another person as we come together as a community, it's something which can absolutely not be overstated. It's, it, it changes people. Uh,
0: fantastic. And uh, what's the one thing you wish people really understood about Hanukkah? The one thing I wish
1: people really understood about Hanukkah is that I think going back to your point about the shamash, is that how personal that is. We all have the ability to be that helper candle. We all have the ability to give of our own flame. And I think for me personally, the most central theme of the holiday, what's unique about a flame is that when you touch one flame to the other, the first one doesn't diminish at all. And there's a part of ourselves that we can give to somebody else that does not take from us mm-hmm. at all, that leaves us as intact as we once were. And in a certain sense, it, it, it makes our flame burn all the stronger and all the brighter. And I think we all have that inside each and every one of
0: us. Yeah. I, I always love the fact that, uh, at least in the ancient tradition, the, the menorah was actually set outside uh, the home, not inside. So really representing that uh, it's, it's not just good to have your faith uh, in your home or in the synagogue, but it's... It's on the outside, and you have to be able to take that faith into the public square. And you've got to take it
1: to the streets. You've got to live with pride. You know, we live sadly in a day and age. And you know, it, it kind of feels like it's a regular talking point when you know where, where there's kind of this, this narrative and this conversation. A you know, rabbi, you know, rising anti-Semitism, and people mm-hmm. are saying all sorts of god awful things. You know, what's what's your approach to it? And my approach? It? I'm sorry. Did, do you want another menorah? You know, can we get them a menorah? You know, how, how can we be more proudly and defiantly and publicly Jewish and light more menorahs in public and, 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 and bring that level of awareness to a greater level? That That's my response to any of that.
0: Oh, I love that. And one of the things that I love that you do, and it's something that uh, I learned in a conversation uh, with Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs from uh, Great Britain before he passed away far too soon, uh, was, was his interaction Uh, with the atheist Amos Oz, and there was great concern among the people that, you know, why are you going to go? This guy's an atheist, and he's a loud atheist. Uh, And they asked him, they said, you know, Rabbi, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to go try to convert him? Uh, And he says, no, I'm going to do something far more important. I'm going to go and listen. Uh, And they actually became fast friends and had uh, fascinating conversations all over uh, England. And uh, to me, I think in the rise of things like anti-Semitism, it's not about – Pulling that menorah inside, it's about getting outside and into the public square and having more conversations uh, and engaging that way. I couldn't agree more. And, and as you said, it's central to the to, to the holiday
1: of Hanukkah. It's the it's the Token time of year where there is that symbolism and significance of being
0: very outward facing yeah. and and we embrace that message. I love that. Uh, so again, uh, up at the Capitol on Sunday night is the beginning. Remind me of the time again. Five o'clock, five, five o'clock. to six in the rotunda on, on Sunday. Five o'clock uh, in the rotunda. Be there. It's open to the public. Uh, it is a great way to kick off uh, Hanukkah and, and then you'll be uh, every night uh from, <laughs> from every night after. from that <laughs> night on at a
1: Ravenael Hall Plaza and Thursday night right down the block at the
0: arena jazz taking on the wizards all right uh and I'm I'm counting I'm just going to go ahead and write a W in the jazz win I column. I feel good you I'm feel good good good. I, I don't offer prophecies <laughs> on air Usually
1: they're more <laughs> private, but I feel pretty good. So.
0: All right. I'm going to write that one down. We're going to take that one to the bank with the jazz, but so many important things. Rabbi uh, Remy Zippel, thank you so much for joining us. You are a delight. You are a light. You are a shamash. Uh, you make a difference for us and for our community. Thanks, Thanks for boy. being here. Appreciate it. All right. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. We'll be right back.